This podcast is brought to you by Brotox. You know, one of the greatest surprises in season one of Santa May Be a Criminal was the fact that Santa's beard was never real. That he couldn't grow one. Well, that's a problem for a lot of men. Have you ever tried to grow a beard but failed miserably? I have. Now, wash those worries away with Brotox. Santa wouldn't have had a fakest beard if he'd had Brotox, and now you don't either. Brotox is a twice-a-day topical treatment developed and innovated by the company that brought you Chia Elf. Unleash your inner mountain man from your mind to the mirror. Brotox, your beard in a bottle. Brotox is not a real product and is only for satire. This program contains talk about criminal activity and may paint a not-so-flattering picture of some of your childhood heroes. It even includes a few cuss words and may not be appropriate for your youngins. So, you might want to earmuff them or send them outside to play. Thanks for listening. Yep, you heard that right, Santa Claus. My name's Richie Buck. I'm a former pest control technician, carpenter, and sometimes wise man in my church Christmas program. As for my current situation, I'm an investipodster. And the jolly man you just heard on that recording, well, last year he got locked up. This year, he's gone and busted out of jail. Guess who's going to drag him back to face the Christmas music? You can thank me later. This is season two of Santa May Be a Criminal, an ongoing Yuletide investigation. You got anything other than cookies and milk? And you have something like bangers and mash. And this is the eighth day of Christmas. Lactose intolerance. Big boy. Karen, Karen? What are you doing here? Oh, nothing. Just making memories. Stop! I found myself in a lot of uncomfortable, awkward, and downright weird situations during the making of this podcast. But this one? This one just might take the cake. And the cookies. Hell, it might take the whole damn bakery. Say, reindeer grease. Oh, stop! Give me that! I will not! Please. No. Karen. What are you worried about, Miss Taco Teeth? Karen Claus, Santa's wife, is currently in my bed. For the record, we are both fully clothed. But she's pulled her shirt down past her shoulder and has an instant camera taking selfies of the two of us. I guess like we were in bed together. Ain't it weird how people rush to judgment on just a piece of a picture? If you don't give that to me... Hmm. You'll do what? I'll... Well, I don't know, but it'll be bad. I knew it. I should have left yesterday. Scared your little girlfriend's gonna see us in bed together. What about you and Cam? Oh, Cam and I have an understanding. 
an understanding you can just climb in bed with whoever you want? An understanding that leverage is important. So an understanding you can blackmail people. Sometimes power requires an extreme act. Please, 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 please stop. Don't worry. Dr. Myra Abernathy will never see these. Good, so you'll delete them. Just so long as you provide me with what I need. I hang my head. I have to get to the sled dog and the train and my flights. I need this situation to end. How am I supposed to know what you need, Karen? You won't. At least not until I tell you. All I need to do now is take a picture of your... Get away from that! In case you're wondering, Peter's not showing up in this episode. Please, just go. <laughs> All right, it was just a joke. Jeez. Besides, I've already seen it. It ain't that great. Go! She gets out of my bed, holding her instant camera and the individual photos. Shake it. Shake it. Shake it like a Polaroid picture. Polar void. The longer I spend at the Nopo, the more I think that's exactly what this place is. A polar void. Look, at the end of the day, you and I want the same things. Yeah, and what's that? Santa to come home. Wherever and whenever that may be. It almost looks like she has a tear in her eye. I'll have my eyes on you. Be nice, or... She holds up one of the pictures. Looks like she snuggled up to me in bed. Myra, we'll see how naughty you actually are. Not actually. And besides, I could just play her this audio. That'll prove it was a setup. Oh, you think after she gets one of these pictures, she'll be willing to listen to your audio? Especially after what her ex-husband put her through? What did her ex put her through? Do you even know her at all? Um... The look on your face says it all. I'm comfortable with my plan of action. You just do as I ask, and everyone makes it to Christmas alive. Even you. See ya. Karen leaves the room, and I rub my hands through my hair. I look at the clock. I gotta get going. My mind is racing. Surely if I explain everything to Myra, she'll understand, right? But what if she doesn't? Hi, I'm Alexa Doubt with The Porchlight Project, a new nonprofit dedicated to funding DNA testing and genetic genealogy for cold cases in the state of Ohio. For our first case, we assisted the Cuyahoga Falls Police Department funding new DNA tests on evidence from the 1987 unsolved murder of 17-year-old Barbara Blatnick. That information was given to expert genealogists who traced the genetic markers to a man named James Zastonic, who was arrested in May of 2020 and charged with Barb's murder. Our goal at the Porchlight Project is to entirely fund three to four cold case investigations every year. Each new case costs about $6,000 to complete, which is a small price to pay for closure. The Porchlight Project relies on generous donations from the public. Even $5 can help us solve a murder. For more information on how to help, please visit porchlightonline.org. I go through the same process to get home as I did to get here, only in reverse. Sled dog, train, plane, 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 plane. And I miraculously arrived back in town at 12.12 on Tuesday. And what are Tuesdays for? Tacos and tequila. And to be honest, I've probably never been so excited for a taco. Myra said she'd meet me at Los Santos. I pull up, park my truck 
and look at the storefront for a moment. A text come in is from Karen. Remember, Richie, be nice. I feel like Karen's gone completely off the reservation. I mean, she could send one of those pictures to Myra at any time. No cell service at the NOPO, you might think? It's not true at the Claws compound. They are light years ahead of the rest of the rank and file of elves. Hell, they're light years ahead of most of us. I will. I get out of my truck. I see Myra's cute little orange convertible and my heart flutters a little. I'm excited. Who knew this crazy little investigation and this silly little podcast would bring me something to look forward to? Because I haven't looked forward to much of anything except my boy for a long time. I step inside and I see her. She's seated in a corner looking at the menu, like she even needs to do that. You know what she's ordering. A lunch order 83. And a margarita. Two, if I'm lucky. Also, and you'll think I'm making this up, there's a beam of light cutting through the window, spotlighting her, but she deserves the spotlight. I approach and it hits me. Anytime I walk in a room and see her, I get a little nervous. I'd say she lights the room up, but we all know what kind of podcast this is and what kind of fate would befall her if I actually said those words. Just let me say, she's like a great piece of accent furniture you can't take your eyes off of because you keep thinking it's way too good for the room you're in. I take a deep breath and I walk over to her. Hey. Richie, babe. Oh my gosh, you're a sight for sore eyes. You too. You look beautiful. Oh, stop it. I look frazzled. Frazzled? Why? Oh, you know, work, missing you. Well, half of that's fixed now. I know. So, tell me. Tell me all about the NOPO. Everything? Everything. Don't spare even the slightest detail. I can think of a couple I'll spare. Well, I mean, first of all, I've met two elves with the foulest of mouths. Just then, she gets a text message. (gasps) Oh my gosh, Richie! I can't believe this! I had no idea she was even in the room. Have you seen Rudolph lately? She flips her phone around and shows me a picture of a perfectly healthy Rudolph. His nose is bright, it's red, and it's glowing. He looks like he's back up to flying weight. Wow, he looks happy. I know. So you were saying? You had no idea what? Um, I had no idea that Santa's daughter and son-in-law were such sweet people. Oh, were they? Yeah, um... So, what are you up to tonight? Are you asking me on a date, Richie Buck? If I am, would you say yes? What do you think? You must be kidding me. I didn't do anything wrong, I swear. Tom Brady's just retired. He's my fantasy football quarterback. And I'm in a legacy league. So now I'm going to have to draft someone else. Anyhow, you were saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was saying uh, a karaoke tonight with Hog and Billy Krampus. You in? (laughs) You are going to go home and take a shower first, right? Of course I am. I really was, honest. Okay, good. Then yes, I'll come. The waitress brings over our two oversized margaritas. After being in airports for the last basically two days, you have no idea how much I need this. And you have no idea how much I needed this, Richie Buck. I'm Nick, and you may know me from the True Crime Garage podcast and the voice of hopefully one of your favorite characters on Santa Maybe a Criminal. Can you guess who? Well, I have another great podcast to tell you about. 
It's called The Big Kids Show, and it's available for free everywhere you get pods. Big Kids Show is three longtime friends talking about movies, music, video games, and everything great from the last four decades, especially the 80s and 90s. Each week, we play a new game, pick a new theme. So join us for Trivia Night, Top 3, Rankums, and some If You Were Trapped on an Island. If you catch yourself constantly thinking about Halloween candy, 90s music videos, and Ivan Drago, well then check out me and my friends on The Big Kids Show. Listen to The Big Kids Show at the gym or on your daily commute for a fun pick-me-up. Available now, everywhere. After Meyer and I had our tacos, I drove out to the house so I could take a shower, wash clothes, and rest my feet before meeting up with Hog and Billy Krampus. But as I drove up the driveway, I noticed a white sedan parked in my spot. The license plate reads B1GMLK8. I parked and got out. Two people, a man and a woman, were sitting in the rocking chairs on my porch. They were in black suits and wearing sunglasses. The closer I got, though, the more familiar the guy looked. The lady stood and extended her hand first. Afternoon. I'm Agent Lacto. I guess that would make you Agent Intolerant? That's Gattas. Agent Gattas stands. He's taller than I remember. He has broad shoulders and a light blonde beard that clings to thick, darker-colored sideburns. He's smoking a cigarette, but looks ready to talk business. Mr. Buck... Do you know why we're here? I don't. I also don't know why you followed me to the North Pole. What are you talking about? Well, I know he was there. I never saw you. She looks at him as if to say, told you so. I know that look all too well. Okay, Mr. Buck. Enough chit-chat. Let's get down to it. Do you recognize this image? Agent Gattis opens up a folder and pulls a printout from a webpage. He hands it to me. I look at the image, and I do recognize it. Yeah. Does it mean anything to you? I mean, it's a t-shirt design. Can you read out loud what it says? Got f***ing cookies? The word I just bleeped is not the F word, it's the M word. That's why we're here. See, we own gotten Wait, who are the two of you with again? We're with the Nova Scotia Advocacy Center for Dairy Farmers, Cows, Teats, and rights. I'm sorry, did you say teats? We're also here with the authority of the Corporation for Milk Progress in the 20th century. But it's the 21st century. I told you he'd bring that up. Stay focused. So so what you're telling me is you're with Big Milk? No, Mr. Buck. There's no such thing as Big Milk. Sure seems like it to me. Big Milk is a myth. I mean, it's on your license plate of your car. What do you want from me? Why are you here? Why do you follow me to the North Pole? What? Do you want one of the t-shirts? No. We're here to shut you down. Shut down what? My podcast? No. You're gotten And cookies. Shirt-making sweatshop! Shirt-making sweatshop? You heard us. Can I ask you how much money you've spent following me to the NOPO and coming here to make this demand? The two agents look at each other. I think at last check we were hovering somewhere around $45,000. $45,000. Every penny is worth it to protect our intellectual property. I pull out my phone, navigate to an app, and find the shirt design that has caused all the hullabaloo. It was on one of those sites that you upload a design to. If someone buys it, a third-party print sent and sends it. That would make basically a dollar on the transaction. I turn my phone to them so they can see the statistics. You see those numbers? What does one mean? 
That's how many shirts I've sold. What does five mean? That's how many views it's gotten. Three of them I know were me. And I'm guessing at least one of them were you. Well, who bought the shirt? I did. It just so happened it was packed up in the duffel I was carrying, so I leaned down and I empty it out. Here it is, see? This is the only one that was sold? Yes. And so here. I reach in my wallet and pull out $20. Here's the price for the full shirt. I only made a dollar on it. Agent Gattis, can I borrow your lighter? I only have matches. Even better. You want a cigarette? Nah, just the matches. I'll be right back. I take the matches and walk over to a gas can sitting on the corner of the porch. I drop the shirt on the ground, douse it in gasoline, and strike a match. Wait! What are you doing? Protecting your intellectual property? I drop the match on the shirt and walk away in slow motion. Are you walking in slow motion? Did they know this guy was crazy? That was a joke. Just hang on. I'll be right back. I rush inside my house, open the fridge, and grab the gallon of milk. This will show him. I return to the two confused milk agents standing over the smoldering remains of the shirt. Here. Pour the milk onto the shirt, dousing the flame on the final threads. What are you doing? I look at the two of them. Tears stream down their faces. Seriously? Don't cry over spilt milk. Now, you can tell the people that sent you after me. Not only will I never buy another gallon of milk, I will actively advocate for cows to get control of their own teats again. And when you move to goats, I'll protect their teats. In fact, any mammal or fish or marsupial or reptile you try to milk, I'll be there in front of you to protect their teats. <laughs> Reptiles and fish don't have teats. I don't care. I'm standing in front of big milk wherever I go. <laughs> well, this took a turn. <laughs> Let's go. Oh, and do you own the phrase, not milk? <laughs> no. Why? No reason. Not milk. I think I got a new t-shirt design. Myra and I approach Turbo's Tank House where every Tuesday night they have Turbo's Tunes, also known as Karaoke. As we coincide, we see Billy Krampus hoofing around on the stage. We wave at him and he lifts a bourbon. Isn't that Hog over there? I turn and see the hulk of a guy who is Hog the Bounty Hunter. He's wearing a gray tank top and his brown hair flows down in waves over his shoulders. He's broad and muscular and not the kind of person you'd want to meet in a dark alley for really anything. I'm going to nip off to the ladies. I'll be right back over. I walk to the bar, none to people I recognize. See, there was a period, a dark period, right after my divorce, but before the podcast happened, where I was here damn near every night. Not just weekend nights. I mean every night. Turbo flashes me a peace sign. I salute him as I walk up next to Hog. How's it going? Jesus! I didn't see you there. You know I have... An eye patch. I can't remember. Uh, I just couldn't remember which side. It's this side. It's always this side. Got it. Uh, having fun? I don't know if fun's the right word. Billy's had about a trough and a half of vodka. Now, he's up there prancing around the stage like, well, like Prancer. You've seen Prancer's stage persona. He's showy. Ostentatious as hell. And he's just switched to brown liquor, which makes him... Me? No. Makes him want to mount anything that moves. I mean, I think you and I are okay, but this redhead I just saw walk in, she might be in trouble. Oh, ew. 
I hope the redhead he's talking about ain't Myra. Well, what you drinking? Oh, this? This is a delicious little IPA with hints of crushed citrus, mint, and lemongrass. It's made with hot spring waters from Yellowstone. <laughs> is it any good? I give it five out of five bottle caps. What's it called? He spins the label to me. On it is a picture of a heavyset man with white hair and a white beard. Thrown over his shoulder is a red cape. The likeness is uncanny, and the label reads, Trader's Cape? Not a fan of the name. You don't have to be a fan of the name, just of the taste, my friend. The bartender brings me a bottle, and I quickly start to peel the label off. Cheers. To finding Santa. Any chance we can move somewhere a little quieter? There's a jazz bar upstairs. Jesus! You scared the shit out of me. <laughs> Sorry, I'm Myra. Yep, you're the one. The one? Oh, no. Stay clear of my friend. Finishing up on stage over there. He's had a lot to drink, and you're his type. Well, that's too bad, because I'm with Richie. You're with this guy? I am. You're with Richie Buck? Don't seem so surprised. Myra walks over and puts her arm around me. She kisses me on the cheek. He's my man. Damn, Buck. Did you ever outkick your coverage? What does that mean? That you're too good for me. Ugh, pish posh. So are we going upstairs or not? We are. Come on. We motion to the bartender. We're going upstairs. Turbo flashes me another peace sign. And as we pass the stage, Billy Krampus stops singing. That's it for me tonight, Yachts. See you around. Nod. <laughs> he drops the microphone and follows us upstairs, where we find a much mellower atmosphere. Classy, jazzy velvet seats and bartenders wearing bow ties. In the corner is a large piano. A pretty young lady sits and tickles the ivory. What's odd, though, is on top of the piano is a large glass ball. Wait a minute. Is that... Myra? Jasmine? Richie? Hey. Hog? Salutations. Hubba hubba. I misspoke. It's not a glass ball. It's a crystal ball. And it is Jasmine the Psychic. I guess she moonlights as a piano player sometimes. It's so good to see y'all. You too. Before we realize it, Billy is over circling Jasmine, smelling her, snoring. Who's this? Billy, stop it. I've already told you. What? That's what we do. You can't fundamentally change me. Well, Billy, it's weird. Fine. Sorry I'm among simpletons now. You all would rather share murdered flowers to show your affection than to sacrifice a real half hour of your time. So you're a philosopher. I'm a hell of a lot more than that. Okay, well, what are y'all doing here? It's a meeting of the minds. More like the return of the Three Stooges. <laughs> Philosophical and funny. These three are out to find Santa. Richie and I did a reading on this not long ago. What do y'all think? Where is he? I mean, it's clear. All of our clues point to one place, and one place only. Mexico. Las Vegas. Mexico and Vegas? Richie, didn't we talk about Las Vegas? Yeah, but that's before I had a little more info. Hey, I've had my horns to the ground, and I'm here in Mexico. I think, Mr. Oh, I'm sorry. What's your name again? Krampus. Billy Krampus. Nice to meet you. But I think Mr. Krampus is closer to the truth than y'all are. You boys should listen to Jasmine. She's the best. Why don't we order some drinks? 
give ourselves a minute. Good idea, Hog. We sit, order a few drinks. Krampus has bourbon and continues to scoot closer and closer to Jasmine every chance he gets. I explain my thoughts on Las Vegas. I tell Jasmine I think her reading the first time was spot on. I tell her about the Yule Log, about the things that Savannah and everyone else at the No Post said. Then Hog starts. You want to know how I lost my eye? Do we ever. Well, I ain't going to tell you, because I don't know all y'all like that yet. But here's what I will tell you. In spite of having just one eye, I can see clearly now where Santa's gone. See, I've interviewed 69 people. Ah, 69. Shut up, Billy. Somebody's testy today. <laughs> Testies. Billy. Sorry. So, I started calling truck stops and talking to people I know with the Interstate Highway Commission. You all have probably heard them called Big Highway. Big Highway? Shit. He and I have to have a discussion about the bigs soon. I requested their camera footage for the weeks following Santa Claus's escape. I was able to track Santa from I-75 to I-20 to I-35 to I-40. I lost him on cameras around Oklahoma City, but it was clear he was moving west and then north. Then I got a call from a blackjack dealer I know at the Aria in Las Vegas. He was there. And he's been there twice a week playing blackjack ever since. Are you sure? She sent me a photo. Hog pulls out his phone and turns the screen toward us. The photo he's talking about is more of a surveillance grab. The person could be Santa Claus, or it could be anyone's father or grandfather, or 65% of the people that visit Las Vegas every year. I'm torn. I mean, it's reasonable to think he could be there, especially after all of what we've learned over the last few weeks. Jasmine steadily shakes her head. Y'all do what you want, but I'm telling you, he ain't there. You should listen to Jasmine, babe. I look at Myra. I hate to let her down, but I believe in my gut that Santa Claus is in Las Vegas, betting on red at that roulette table. And at the end of the day, this is my podcast, so... I don't know, Jasmine. Santa loves Las Vegas. Excuse me. I need to go finish my set before they fire me. Jasmine gets up and goes back to the piano. So what do you guys think? I'm thinking blackjack, poker, roulette. For roulette, all on red. Santa's advice from the Yule Log. Oh, fuck his advice. We're going to bring him back here so he goes to prison forever. And the three of us, we will be rich. And my brother Bobby... He'll have to recognize that I'm Alpha now. Right. Excuse us, boys. Myra grabs my sleeve and pulls me away from the table. Are you sure you want to do this? I've got to bring him back. I mean, can you imagine what that would mean for the podcast? Small town Georgia podcaster captures Santa Claus. Can you imagine what that means for us? Us? Yeah. Will you pronounce that like a long-term us? Yeah, I did. Does that bother you? No, I mean, of course I support you. I just I just don't want you to be gone so long again. There can't be a long-term us with a short-term us. Then come with me. To Las Vegas? Yeah, it'll be fun. I mean, you can play slots or poker or whatever. <laughs> or I can just be with you, not finding Santa. So you really don't think he's there? I trust my friend. 
and not your boyfriend. Well, have you ever spoken with my dead nan or my dead dog, Winston? She has a point. Only behind your back. (laughs) Stop. No, let's go to Vegas. Just promise not to get drunk and have Elfish Presley marry us. Myra and I have never talked about my thoughts on getting remarried, but here they are. Ain't doing it. I promise. Good. Let's go then. It'll be fun. Our first out-of-town trip. We'll learn a lot about each other. Oh, yeah. Right. We're going to Vegas, baby. We walk back over to the table and sit with Hog and Billy. So it's Vegas then. When are we going? Well, I found out there's this crime convention that's going to be happening in three weeks. All kinds of law enforcement, other bounty hunters, TV producers, other radio hosts like yourself. Podcasters. Whatever. We might make some good contacts. Sounds like perfect timing. I'll book flights tomorrow. Billy, do you need any special accommodation? Yeah. First class is all I fly. I look at Hogg. He rolls his eye. I'll put you and Hogg in first. Meyer and I will slum it in coach. The bubbly will be flowing for me and Hogg. I hate champagne. All right, we're going to Vegas, and we're bringing Santa back. Come hell or high water, right? Right! F*** yeah. I look at my crew, a band of misfits, sort of like that island of toys, but we're here. We're committed, and I have someone by my side who I know will keep me focused, and I realize to pull this off, I'll probably need a nice tall glass of not milk. Santa Maybe Criminal was conceived during recess of the Alec Murdoch trial by Jason Usry, Rebecca Sebastian, Shiloh Katniss, Scott Musgrove, Michelle Kaz, and a few rogue elves. To become a rogue elf, head over to Patreon where you can be naughty, nice, a VIE, that's very important elf, or even the mayor of the Nerdville. That's patreon.com slash Santa Maybe. Santa Maybe a Criminal is part of the Glassbox Media family, the premier podcast platform for both creators and brands. Santa Maybe a Criminal is written by Jason Usry, hosted by Richie Buck, podcast production and editing by Richard Buck, social media designed and delivered by Ricardo Buck, website management by Ricky Buck III, all other duties as assigned to Richard Buck. Santa Slay Sound Design by Captain Fat Hands. Music and sound effects licensed by paying through the ears to multiple royalty-free audio providers, not the least of which are Epidemic Sound, Soundstripe, and Motion Array. Your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to give us a five-star rating and write a review to get on the permanent nice list, or you can roll the dice. You've been warned. Going to leave you with a public service announcement from a great organization in the true crime space. Thanks so much for listening. And remember, always, always, always be nice. When a person goes missing, their loved ones often find themselves overcome with worry and grief. Bruce Maitland started the 501c3 nonprofit organization Private Investigations for the Missing because he knows this feeling all too well. When Bruce's daughter Brianna disappeared in March 2004, he was surrounded by licensed private investigators dedicated to finding her. 
Now his mission is to provide dedicated private investigators at no cost to other families of the missing, desperate for answers but without the financial means. Private Investigations for the Missing needs your help. To read the mission statement, make a donation, and keep up with our blog, visit us at investigationsforthemissing.org and follow us at PI for the Missing on Twitter and Facebook and Investigations for the Missing on Instagram. Because forever is too long to wait. 